Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, hey, you guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here, especially because today's episode is a little bit special. Today is actually a recording of a live that I did with Leah over from Baby Led Weeding Meals app, and we talked all about constipation, what to do to prevent it and to reverse it and to keep your little ones regular. We talk about babies, toddlers, kids, all of this advice goes for all of the above and really actually you too. So I hope you tune in and enjoy this episode and I will see you later. All right, you guys, quick word from our sponsor, and I am so excited to introduce you to this app. If you don't already have it, you don't already use it, I'm so excited to partner with them because today's sponsor is the Baby Led Weaning Meals app. You've probably heard me talk about this app before because this is the app that I wish I had with my son when we started Baby Led Weaning. I was so nervous and really uncertain, and this app would have fixed all of that for me. It's a free app, but if you unlock the paid version for just $1.99 for your first month, you'll get access to monthly meal plans, monthly, that go by age, tell you exactly what to serve if you want to use it that way or simply get inspired. And by the way, I planned this entire month's menu for you with some extra special seasonal faves. So definitely check that out. Plus, you will get access to their food guides that tell you exactly how to cut up or serve foods to your baby in a safe way. These are a game changer, you guys. There are pictures, there are examples, and even recipes that go along with those foods as well, especially for allergen foods or kind of those tricky foods that you just don't know how to serve baby in a safe way. Plus, you'll get access to an archive of 350 recipes, well, actually and counting, of baby-led weaning-friendly recipes that you can search and filter by things like include veggies or it takes less than 15 minutes to make. You can even search by vegetarian recipes and so much more. It is truly a game changer right there at your fingertips. And of course, a starting solids guide to help you get all the basic so you start to feel more confident. Having this app at your fingertips will truly bring you so much confidence knowing that you're serving a variety of foods in a safe way to your baby. Click the link below to grab this app for just $1.99 for your first month. All right, now back to the show. Hey everyone, I'm going to be giving some quick tips on some constipation, uh, relieving strategies you can use with your little one when you start solids. It's really common to see little ones um, have kind of slower stools, harder stools, maybe less frequent when you start solids and a lot of parents get worried. So we're going to give some quick tips. I'm going to go live with Alyssa here. I'm going to invite her in and we're going to see if she can also give some tips to um, I'm sure she has navigated well into selective eating too. If you um, are struggling with selective eating, 
or if you have a toddler, um, some of these tips will also help. So we're gonna give some food examples for what you can offer for constipation and also some other tips as well too that have worked. So, hey, she's just joining in. All right. And if you wanna put the age of your little one, if you feel comfortable doing that, if you wanna put the age of your little one so we know kinda of where you're at with starting solids or how old your little one is, that kinda of helps too to know um, how, we're, how we can help you with your little one. And for anyone who doesn't know, Alyssa is this month's uh, partner dietitian. So she is the one that made the meal plans for the Baby Weaning Meals app. So she is, um, going to be given some tips here today. Oh, we have eight and a half months. Great. Eight months. Okay. So we have a lot of people, um, eight months, six months, twins. Woo. Awesome. We have one-year-old. Great. Some of these tips will help as well. Um, for one as well too, we have 11 months. There we go. Seven months. Okay. So just getting started. Hi. Hello. Sorry. It took you? me a second. That's okay. It's always that like, Oh, when they join. <laughs> I know. It didn't let me request at first. I had to rejoin, but no worries. we're good now. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Yeah. Um, so I was just introducing you, uh, letting everyone know we're going to give some quick, like a quick constipation rundown. <laughs> yeah. um, because I know when little ones start solids, it's like there's so many changes in their stools and a lot of people don't expect it sometimes they see undigested bits of food sometimes stools start really slowing down or get harder and maybe baby's straining a little bit more and everyone's getting a little bit worried so i was thinking we could do just all our tips on constipation what do you think absolutely yeah i think this is such a good topic because i myself with my son who is a breastfed i i breastfed him and he had no problem going and then we started solids and i was like what is happening like everything started to change and i just you know it's so much trial and error unfortunately and it's just so new on their body this solid yeah. food concept is so new to them. Mm -hmm. And so um, I can totally understand how it can start to get a little worrisome. Um, and what do we do, especially when our, especially like six month, eight month old babies maybe aren't even eating a lot, but it's yeah. affecting their balls. And so I think that's a great place to start is the that's types nice. of food we recommend. So yes, I love oatmeal has always been such a helpful food for my little ones mm -hmm. to help them go. So if you don't know, oatmeal has plenty of fiber in it. So typically the foods we're gonna be talking about here are fiber. Now, sometimes fiber is really fickle. That's what I always say, fiber is fickle. And try to remember that because too much fiber and too little fiber can both cause constipation and actually yeah. diarrhea as well. <laughs> so yeah. we're kind of looking for this middle ground. So if your little ones are fruit mongers like mine are, that's great. There's plenty of fruit and fiber, plenty of hydration as well. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when they're getting a ton of fruit, it can actually stop things up a little bit. So mm -hmm. I like oatmeal, especially because I can mix a ton of fruit in with the oatmeal yeah. um, and thin it out a little bit with some milk or some water. And that was always one that like did the trick for my little ones. Yes, oatmeal is such a good one. And I love that now a lot of um, baby cereals are going more of like that 100% oat based. Yes. There's also 
ancient grain ones that have some other grains like millet and kind of things like that. So basically we're looking for those um, fiber sources from grains, those kind of more whole grains can definitely be so helpful. I love that. My, uh, I'm going to add to that too. My addition to adding into oatmeal is adding in some chia and chia can really form this nice gel that can hold in some hydration and also has some fiber. So chia can be a really great way. Um, again, just like you said, if we overdo it, we can actually cause problems. There's always that, that middle ground that we're looking for. So um, you don't have to be adding it every single day, but sometimes I find even just like a half teaspoon or oh, yeah. one teaspoon in, in their oatmeal, um, you could do it maybe two or three times a week and just see, start there, see how it goes and then add it in more if you feel like they need more or you can reduce it if you feel like you see any other changes but I definitely like adding things like chia or even some other healthy fats too because one thing that's also helpful for stools too is making sure we're getting a good amount of fat in the diet too so if you want to get some ground flax or something like that that can be one option as well um, I also currently you like already listed off some foods too but I wanted to say if you're ever wondering what specific foods you're worried about, I find pears are really, they're like a gold, really good gold standard. Any, a lot of these pea foods, so pears, plums, peaches, um, it's kind of, I think pea as in like pitted fruits. So anything with some, um, this isn't a, a pitted fruit, but if you have a pitted fruit like a plum, um, a lot of those foods tend to be really helpful for navigating constipation. Um, yeah. That other thing I wanted to add on to what Alyssa said, you mentioned hydration. Yep. So babies at six months can have about one to two ounces of water with meals. The American Academy of Pediatrics kind of recommends a range of like six-ish ounces a day. Mm -hmm. um, I think... I think that's the range. I think it's like yep. it's kind of a range. Yeah. And so um in addition to what you're offering with breast milk or formula, you can add in a little bit of water or to add in some of that hydration because that can also make a really big difference for constipation. So I also want to know too, you've navigated this, I'm sure you've navigated this a little bit with your little ones. What would you say with regarding activity level, have you seen any differences with constipation regarding how active they are? Yes, absolutely. So the more active, the better. And so your body's actually going to, and this is true for adults as well. The more active we are, the more regular things become. So I remember with my son, when he was starting to get that constipation, we'd try the oatmeal, a lot of those pea fruits you're talking about as well, um, and get things moving. We also did warm baths. That is really helpful for kids too. And then, um, oh, there's a joke around the internet. You just put them in your favorite outfit. And then they'll go, right? Yeah, of course, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> your favorite, your um, cutest favorite outfit. <laughs> exactly. The one you know will stay. Um, that, but also with movement, for sure. What we would do even for our littlest one would be to exercise their legs for them. So actually do some bicycle kicks. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Flip them up on their belly and then let them kind of roll around or try to move around that way and then flip them back. And just getting that movement in, even if you're assisting them, can be so helpful in getting things moving. And so that's really helpful. And I would even do some baby massage, which yes. is really simple. It sounds, yeah, it sounds <laughs> a little overwhelming, but it's truly just taking your hands and moving things down yeah. towards their bum, <laughs> right? So right on their belly, getting things moving, stimulating. This actually works for adults and toddlers as well. Just a little bit of massaging, moving things in the right direction, getting some circulation going to the GI tract to move things down can be so helpful. So 
not only them moving around, doing some tummy time, getting them some, you know, exercise, whatever you can do, especially if they're mobile already, um, just putting the toys different places so they can crawl to go get it, encouraging that movement. And then if you have to do it yourself, bicycle kicks and the baby massage and flipping them from front to back can be so helpful or holding them up on your um, I remember doing this all the time with my kids, holding them up on your lap and letting them kind of kick your legs, yep. you know, let them do it themselves. <laughs> so, so helpful. Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh, you gave so many good tips. And one I also wanted to really like go back on because you kind of said it fast, uh, putting the toy just slightly further so they have to crawl to get it, that is movement. So definitely, you know, a little bit further, a little bit further so they're kind of slowly crawling or getting it. That really, it, movement of those hips, it really helps get things going. Um, one other thing I wanted to add too, on top of you're giving so many good, great tips. I feel like this is like a great constipation rundown. The, is, rundown. Um, the difference in temperature. So, um, with a lot of foods, we don't really, we're not really worried about if it's, you know, we obviously don't want it to be too hot, but hot or cold isn't really a thing. But we find with constipation, warm foods tend to really get things moving. And I like to compare it kind of with adults where they have maybe their morning coffee, or their morning, you know, their morning tea or something. And you can tell like, waking up in the morning, you have that and that warmth and then the combination of the liquid and hydration, like it can really get the bowels moving. So when you're adding something warm, like an oatmeal, um, you can even warm up some like uh, purees, like a, a pear puree or kind of like a applesauce or something like that, warm it up a little bit um, and offer it. And that heat really can just kind of start stimulating the bowels too. So obviously you don't want it to be too hot, but play around with temperatures well instead of just offering the warm milk feeds um you can also offer some warm food uh as well too yeah absolutely love that and you know something i'll just touch on right around that year mark is when we typically recommend you can start introducing things like whole milk um, as a beverage you can introduce milk earlier than that in small amounts but as like a beverage around 12 months and that's another time where you might just see um, an increase in constipation this is normal so a lot of parents think oh they have an allergy to, to dairy that's not true typically, not always, of course, talk with your doctor, but um, a little bit of constipation, especially when you increase the milk can be very, um, very normal. And so using all these tips that we just gave applies to, like I said, even up to adults, but especially around that age too. So I typically see constipation set in around starting solids. And then again, yeah. once they start drinking whole milk and yeah. then in that like toddlerhood too, <laughs> we can see a lot of constipation. And what's interesting yeah. is typically for babies, when we talk about that fickle fiber, that, that mm -hmm. um, fiber is fickle, a lot of times we need to increase the fiber for babies. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for toddlers, just be mindful. Yeah. It's sometimes too much fiber because mm -hmm. a lot of toddler foods and toddler favorites are things like fruit or even whole grains, you know, yeah. rice and things <laughs> like that. And so they might have too much fiber, not always, but just something to keep in mind. That's mm -hmm. kind of the progression that I see in this kind of younger age group. So I just wanted to kind of say that as well. Yeah, I love that. Typically with babies, I would uh, definitely agree that it's usually about increasing the fiber and the little bit of helping that motility around and playing around with the heat um, differences and making sure you're just kind of, um, you know, also being aware too of your baby's typical stool pattern. Some breastfed babies can go five to six days and that's a normal time for them.
your baby's typical stool pattern is like that. Um, and then maybe it's they've started solids and they've added an extra day to it, but they seem okay. They're not uncomfortable. Um, it's okay to start implementing some of these foods, but uh, just be mindful that your baby's stool pattern is unique to their own, is unique to them. Some people stool every single day. Some people stool multiple times a day and some people go like every other day, every two or three days. Yeah, so keep place. that in mind. Don't necessarily go off of just saying you have to have a specific amount every single day because then you might be stressed and you might be trying to force feed your baby specific foods yeah. or, um, you know, really adding in foods that aren't necessarily needed for, you know, relieving constipation. That's so I point. Yeah, so looking at their mannerisms, right? Like how, like you said, are they uncomfortable? Are they straining? Are they not eating? You know, sometimes when yeah. they're constipated, that will actually decrease their appetite. So looking for signs like that, if everything else is normal, they just haven't stooled in a day or two. Yeah, you're probably doing just fine. Yeah, so I think that's and, such a just, great point. and just put them in that cute outfit. And I'm sure they're probably going to do it. <laughs> I'm sure they're probably cute going outfit, to try to take a picture. Yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll go for it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I would say too, with just, I wanted to kind of touch on it too with toddlers because we did have some people on the live who had like one. Um, so definitely go back and watch what Alyssa was talking about with the whole milk and noticing that if your child is like a banana lover, right? Bananas, um, sometimes when they are kind of in their yellow stage can be a little bit closer to being a little bit more stopping up um, with constipation versus if they're a little bit more brown, they might actually help relieve constipation so um, if your little one is like a banana lover you know maybe try and alternate between a banana and a pear or a banana and an orange you know just try and switch up the fruit sometimes with toddlerhood they might be getting um, a good amount of fiber from fruits fruits but maybe it's just switching a few things up and then maybe you're combining the banana with chia seeds you know <laughs> you're combining the banana with some ground flax or something like that so um, really just get playful with it and and I I do when I work with clients I do tend to notice and this is just I'm I'm not trying to say this but if you're warming up some of these foods like an applesauce or even some pear purees or um, some of your oatmeals things like that warming those up and then offering some pea foods I swear about three times a week <laughs> about three to four times a week and you'll probably see some changes with their constipation and with their stooling um, you want to just also check if you're feeling like it's getting a little bit too loose and you're causing some diarrhea then just pull back yeah. <laughs> then you know pull back it's no big deal um, but you want to just kind of slowly introduce those fibers because with fiber just like what Alyssa was saying fibers a little bit fickle we don't want to go one day where we're doing minimal and then the yes. next day we're doing every single thing for constipation because then that might actually really cause a lot of GI distress. Yeah. So, um, and it can take, you know, three to 12 hours for fiber to really take its full effect. Yeah. And so don't expect this to be like a 30 minute fix or even a few hour fix. This might be the next yeah. day that you start to see like the results of the work that you're doing. So go slow, start slow. And like you said, just um, take it day by day for sure. Uh, try to keep it consistent. So we're not doing those huge fluctuations, but we can only do what we can do, of course. Yeah. But, uh, those are the best tips for sure.
Absolutely. Um, I kind of want to revamp some of them so that yeah. for anyone who's joining the live and kind of like finalize them. So I think I talked a little bit about some of the pea foods. And I also wanted to mention too, in the app, we have a filter for stool softening foods. So if you go into the food section, um, this is the food section that's free for everyone. You go into the filters, you will see a section that has, um, you can type in stool softening or even stool binding if you're struggling with loose stools, if you want to kind of work on the opposite. Um, you can filter for either one and it will pull up a bunch of foods that will typically have um, either help with constipation or will typically have a little bit more fiber um, so that you can slowly add those in. And then Alyssa, do you want to kind of go over some of the last tips that you mentioned too with, I think we mentioned hydration, we mentioned some pedaling, and then you also mentioned some of the other foods that you recommend. Yeah, absolutely. So your whole grains are going to have a good amount of fiber as well. So making sure to include those regularly throughout the day, again, not in huge quantities, but regularly throughout um, the week, I should say rather. And then hydration, making sure you're offering small sips of water between meals, um, even during meals too, and, and really paying attention to their diapers as well. Not just, you know, the dirty diapers, but also the wet diapers and making sure they're well hydrated. That can be mm -hmm. so, so helpful. And like we said, around six months, it's really about that two ounce mark. You don't have to calculate or count or, you know, yeah. stress yourself out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then um, as they get a little bit older, kind of ranging to about six ounces a day towards one and then one every year after that is about one cup per day um, per a year of age. So that's kind of a good, helpful place to be. And then movement is so important than getting them crawling, doing tummy time. And if you know you even want to encourage them belly massages for them or cycling of their legs and really helping mm -hmm. them get some movement and activity in. And then I loved your tip too about temperature. So I always think of like a warm bath has always been helpful for my little ones, but I love the tip of warming up the food Things like oatmeal, we always think of warming up, but even things like purees and applesauce, I love that tip too, can get things kind of moving in the right direction as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and I just wanted to say too, Alyssa's meal plan this month has a lot of great suggestions and you even had some awesome purees and you had a chai spiced oatmeal in the um, recipe section. With pears, and I was looking at that, and I was like, "That is for sure would be something I would recommend to clients to start implementing." You could add this two to three days a week. It was a very easy one pot recipe, and it also has, I think, some chia or ground flax in there as yep. well. It was, I was looking at it. I was like, "This is like a, a <laughs> this is like a, a stool powerhouse." Once right a week, keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So at least once a week, try to incorporate this recipe for sure if you're wanting to just move things along. Um, and then if you're struggling, really maybe up it a few days a week and just kind of space it out to don't go all or one or nothing. Really start a few with a few one or two strategies so you kind of know what works. I find just like those uh, the hydration, movement, and then some of the pea foods can really be beneficial and the movement for sure and the hydration can be something you can keep consistent. And then the pea foods you can play with, you can kind of up and decrease them as, as needed for sure. Um, so Alyssa is this month's dietitian for the meal plan. Um, if you haven't subscribed, you definitely want to get this month. The first month is $1.99 um, for the subscription and then, uh, or you can subscribe to a six month or an annual price. And Alyssa, do you want to do just a quick um, introduction too of how else you help families on your page as well? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Alyssa. If you guys are new to me, I'm um, over at Nutrition Philittles here on Instagram. So grateful to be partnering up with Leah for her app this month, making the meal plan. And I submitted a few more recipes. I already had a few in there and I just like love sending you more and more for babies. So I think that's so helpful. So um, I really specialize in picky eating for little ones, preventing and reversing picky eating, which we usually see hit around the 18 to 24 month age range, sometimes a little bit earlier, especially with things like teething or constipation can be what I call a picky opportunity. I always like to say that sometimes this is the situation that causes pickiness to flare up. And then we kind of have to like work our way back. And so I really specialize in that picky eating phase and um, walking parents through what to do in these moments. And really, I always think of we can't control if pickiness spurts up in our kid. It's actually biological, which is so hard. But what we can do is we can do some things to minimize it, to reverse it, and to Mm -hmm. redirect the picky eating so that it hopefully doesn't last as long and isn't quite so detrimental to their overall health and long-term health. So that's Mm -hmm. what I focus on. I told Leah in the last live, I love feeding babies. I really... If I could specialize in everything, I would do baby led weaning as well. I, I do know quite a bit about it, but I'm so grateful for her creating the app and really focusing yeah. on this because it's so important. And it's it's actually one of the most helpful things for preventing picky eating is yeah. starting now, getting in that flavor mm-hmm. window of time, introducing them new flavors, new textures, so yeah. that when the picky eating phase comes up, hopefully it's just a blip on the radar. Um, yeah. So I absolutely love it. It really sets our kids up for success. So it just felt like such a natural partnership and the app is incredible. So yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. And we're so glad to partner with you this month. Definitely go check out um, Alyssa's page. You have a podcast, you have an email list, you have an Instagram, you have all the things. So I'm clearly bad at selling. You're doing great. (laughs) So definitely, definitely check out all of those resources because Alyssa is a wealth of knowledge for that. Um, Especially, I know we had some people who were kind of that eight, nine, 10, 11th month mark. And then we also had some people who are one year um, on the live. And so like Alyssa's content is really right into that next step for you. Um, So definitely go check it out. Thank All right. you so much, Leah. I appreciate it. No problem. And if you have any questions about constipation, Alyssa and I can help this navigate this with you. And if you are also wondering where to find that information on stool softening in the app, um, let us know and we can help you find that too. Absolutely. All, All right. right. Thanks so much, you guys. Bye. Have a good rest you of your day. Right. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.